to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita, and today is Wednesday, May the 19th, 2021. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that he has divinely and ever so intentionally connected you to and connected you with. It is a beautiful Wednesday. I know it's beautiful because we are still here. I'm still alive at the moment to to uh, to record this, and you are still alive at the moment because you're listening to it whenever you listen to it. So today is indeed a beautiful day. It is another day that God has made as an expression of his love, as an expression of his grace, and as an expression of his mercy towards us. Based on our deeds alone yesterday, based on our thoughts on yesterday, based on what we did or did not do that was pleasing or unpleasing to God, he saw fit for us to rise another day, and I am thankful for that. A lot of people started yesterday, and they they didn't wake up this morning. They didn't even finish the day. They didn't make it to 11.59 p.m. But thanks be unto God, we are still here. Thanks be unto God that when we were uh, in our mother's womb, when we were children, as we went through our, you know, K-12 career, as we've gone beyond that, you know, wherever we are in our life, the seasons, the stages of our life, God has allowed us to make it through. May not have always been, you know, fun, shed a lot of tears, but thanks be unto God that we are still here. And no matter how bad it may be, know that it could always, always be a bit worse. That doesn't mean that, you know, your your situation uh, should be overlooked or whatever because it's not as bad. It's bad to you, and that's all that matters. But, no, even in that, it could always be worse. So I just thank God for you. I thank God for all of those who take the time to listen. Whenever you find the time to listen, that means that it is at God's appointed time that Hopefully you received a word or hopefully it helped you to remember to be thankful for what God has done. Hopefully, um, you know, it's a reminder to get in your word, to listen to your word, to read your word, to study your word, to bind God's word to your heart so that we may not sin against him. We don't read the word to be impressive to other people. Uh, even though sometimes other people may be impressed, that's not the reason. And they're really not impressed with us. They're impressed with the word of God because usually you might hear people say, well, I didn't know that was in the word. Um, but But it's beyond that. We read the word, we study the word, we meditate on the word so that we may not sin against him. The Bible says that God's people perish for lack of knowledge meaning we die a slow death in our spirit. 
And sometimes even naturally we could be dying a slow death because we are committing sins against God and we're not repenting for those sins. We're not doing a turning away. In fact, some people may even be comfortable in their sin. And I'll take it and leave it even a little bit further than that. Some people may know not may not know how to get out of their sin. And I'll take it a little bit further than that. Some people some people may not want to do the work to get out of their sin. We've heard this all said before. Sin is easy to get into. And it is hard to get out of because the enemy has a way of making it look so attractive. The enemy has a way of getting in our ear gate and telling us that everybody's doing it. The enemy has a way of saying, well, look at so-and-so. They're doing it. They're, they've been doing it. Nothing bad has happened to them. Like, you can't believe that if you see him that there are going to be consequence, consequences. This person has been sitting for, you know, for a long time, and there are no consequences. So the enemy will make us to believe there are no consequences to our sin. The enemy will make us to believe that we always have tomorrow. So it's okay if we just keep doing, you know, whatever it is that we're doing. The enemy, you know, is in our ear gate, and we know the enemy has power, the word of God. We just Talked about it yesterday, read about it yesterday. The power of Satan to turn those who are are in the power of Satan to the power of God. And so some people who sin are taken captive by the enemy. And what they need to do, what we need to do, is repent. And I say we because repentance is a lifestyle. I don't always do everything right. I don't always say everything right. My thoughts, oh, Lord, my thoughts definitely, definitely need a lot of work. You know, I could be just doing something and, and an evil thought will just pop up in my mind. I don't even know where it came from. And I'll have to, oh, God, you know. And sometimes it's not an, oh, God, even right away. Sometimes I want to marinate on that thought. But because we know God, because we work, and, and we work to read the word, listen to the word, meditate on the word, talk about the word, find somebody that you trust that you can talk about the word to that will be just as interested to go back into the word and say, ooh, I saw that, or, well, I didn't see that, but this is what I got from it. That is important. That is important. That's how we feed our spirit. So I'm always going to talk a little bit about that because I never really understood that growing up in the church, what it meant to have a relationship with God, what it meant to feed my spirit as opposed to feeding my flesh. I thought I could feed my flesh six days a week, go to church, and I'd be good. But yet that didn't change me. It did It did not change the person that I was, and it did not change the person who God was calling me to be. 
right? It's a lifestyle change. Even when we talk about health and working out, what do, what do you hear people say? It's a lifestyle change. There are no quick fixes to a healthy body, to losing your gut. Listen to me. I'm, I'm talking to me now. There are no quick fixes. It requires exercising. It requires eating, mm, eating differently. Even to how you prepare your food. You can't cook your food in certain oils, right, or using certain grease or even frying your food. Why? Because it's a lifestyle change. I can eat a salad today with little to no dressing, just lettuce, carrots, all that good stuff, right? I can do it today and feel great. But tomorrow, if I go back to my old habits, that I'm right where, then nothing changed. I just had a good day, right? And so when we are conscious like that about our spiritual man, where we just go to church and we have a good day, we don't, you know, we don't listen to anything carnal, we don't curse, you know, we play church music all day on Sunday, you know, all of that. We've had a good spiritual day, but what happens Monday? What happens Tuesday? What happens Wednesday? Because we, we fed our spirit one day, but six days out of the week, we've been eating on junk. No different than your physical man. You have a good day where you exercise. I can even exercise two hours and eat right today. I've had a good day. But if I go back to eating junk six days a week, nothing is going to change. And, in fact, it just might get worse. It just might get worse. So I say all that to take us back to Acts 26, verse 20, NIV version. And we're still talking about Paul as he was talking to King Agrippa about how the Lord arrested him. We talked about this, I want to say, in Acts 22 or 24. But here he goes a little bit deeper with it as he talks to King Agrippa. And so he says in verse 19, So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven, first to those in Damascus and then to those in Jerusalem and all Judea, and then to the Gentiles I preached, that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. By their deeds. So repentance is not just about, repentance is not just about um, saying I'm sorry. The Bible says I preach they should repent, so I'm sorry. Right? It's a part of it. Yes, you say, I'm sorry. Then what do you do? You turn to God. There is a turning away. There is a turning away. You repent. I'm sorry. Then you turn to God. And then the third thing, you demonstrate your repentance by your deeds, the action, 
Don't be one of those people that do harm to other people, either through your mouth, through your tongue, through your deeds, how you you might mistreat a person, right? Don't do harm to someone and then out of your mouth say, well, I said I'm sorry. But then turn around and continue to do that same harm. Not another harm, right? Because maybe you say, I'm, I'm sorry because I took your pencil without asking. But then next week I say something that hurts your feelings, right? You don't want to keep taking something from somebody because that's that's the same type of behavior after you said that I'm sorry. You have to turn to God, because God will deal with you in that place. And you may not be able to show that person instantly, instantaneously, all right, about that, that particular deed and why you're sorry about that particular deed. But as God does a work in you and through you, your repentance will show up in your deed. Because, see, when you really love somebody, and I mean really love somebody, I'm not talking about, oh, yeah, I love you, I love you, Hollywood talk love. I mean down in your soul, love a person. You will not want to hurt them. You will not want to hurt them. You will even refrain from the appearance of evil because you you won't even want it to get back to that person. But when you are under the power of Satan, Satan sometimes blocks that, where you love them but you can't seem to get it together because you are under the power of Satan. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we just thank you for this word. We thank you, oh God, for being our Lord, our God, our Savior, the Holy One of Israel. We thank you, oh God, for for watching over us last night as we slept and waking us up this morning. We thank you, oh God, hallelujah, for having our very life in your hands. God, we bless your name on this morning because we know that nothing catches you by surprise. God, all too often we have been hurt, and all too often, God, we have been the result of somebody else's hurt. So, God, right now we ask in the name of Jesus that you would forgive us of our sins, that you would create in us a clean heart, and that you would renew within us a right spirit. God, we turn to you. We turn to you. God, if we're standing, we prophetically act out a turn and we turn in the opposite direction in which we're standing. If we're in a position, God, where we cannot physically turn, then we verbally say, I turn to you, God. We turn to you, God. And in you, God, we look to you. We look to the hills from which cometh our help. Our help, Heavenly Father, 
that turns us from the power of Satan back to the power of you, almighty God. Our help that comes from you, the help to quit lying, the help to quit gossiping, the help, oh God, to continuously hurt those, Heavenly Father, of whom that we say that we love. God, we need your power, the power of your word to rest, rule, and abide in us. We need the power of the Holy Spirit that is in us to rise up in the name of Jesus and speak to our hearts and speak to our minds. When we want to do something, when we want to go somewhere, when we want to say something, oh God, when we want to pop off, Heavenly Father, when we know that is not of you, when we know that these things are not pleasing to you, when we know that these things are contrary to your word. And God, as we turn to you on today, and we ask, oh God, hallelujah, that the Holy Spirit rise up in us as we ask, oh God, that your word be bound to our hearts yet again as we ask, oh God, for forgiveness, for every knowing deed, every unknowing deed, oh God, for the things that we said that we know were wrong and, and for our reactions about things that people said to us, for God, we know that we are not responsible for how people treat us. We know, God, we are not responsible. Even when other people want to make us responsible, we know that we are not responsible for what happens with other people. But we know we are responsible for how we react. We know we are responsible, Heavenly Father, for what we say. Even if we were provoked, we know that we are responsible. So, God, as we ask for your forgiveness, as we turn to you, Heavenly Father, for your help, because we can't do it by ourselves. We can't stop sinning by ourselves. God, we need your help. And in that, oh, God, for the people that we've done harm, for the people that we've said cruel things to, for the people that we overreacted with or we allowed our reaction to show them a different person other than whom you've called us to be. God, we pray that you would give us the wherewithal, the knowledge, the insight, and the desire to demonstrate our repentance through our deeds. To demonstrate our repentance through our deeds. So, Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for not allowing us to die in our sin. We thank you for another day of repentance. And, God, when it's all said and done, get the glory out of our lives so that everything that we do, it is not for our name, it is not for our our reputation, it is not for finances or for titles or for promotion. 
It's not for everybody to give us accolades and tell us how great we are, but that it is for your glory so that when people see us, they know that there is, in fact, a true and living God, the only one, the Holy One of Israel, God, our God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, in the mighty name of Yahshua, amen.